0: All right, yeah. How are you getting on, Meow. Yeah. How's things? Look, are you okay? How's your self ISO, guys? How's your self ISO going? We're doing the old social dist, and uh, it's been going well, keeping three meters from each other. So, yeah, the self ISO. Are you being good to yourself? Or are you being a little pig? A baby. A suckling. Which isn't the name of a child pig, but it should be. A suckling, right? Are you been looking after yourself? Are you getting up in the morning? When you know people aren't going to be around doing a little jog? Coming home, making some bulgur wheat and chicken breast? Or are you being a little pig? (laughs) Pig! Are you being a pig? Are you? Because I tell you what, daddy's been a little pig. Huh? Answer me. (laughs) (laughs) I said, answer me. Are you being a little pig? Because daddy's been a pig. It's Christmas too. Except it's shit. Mamma gave me a milk tray. I showed up. I rocked up a her gaff. Right? For Mother's Day. Kept her distance. Gave her a card and a bottle of wine. Bit of cash in it. She wants to get something a Bit of cash in it, right? Not that you need to know that. wasn't loads. It wasn't loads. Mother's Day. It's on her bloody birthday, you know. And uh she gave me a bloody milk tray on the way out. Not to mention the fact that I had I honestly had on Friday, right? I had a Chinese like I was about to be killed. I had a Chinese order like I was about to be shot on death row or get the or get the lethal jetch. Get the old lethe jetch. Right? I got Chinese and my my wife would normally be like, oh, that's a bit much. Maybe you know, you know. See what's great about my wife is she doesn't mind if I put on weight. Not that you know, as you have a go. But she wants me to look after my heart. Right? She'd be like, Well look, I I can care. I find you attractive, I can care, you know, if you're a bit 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 hefty now and then, you know what I mean? But just look after your heart, right? So normally if I So this this was my fucking order, right? I'm a pig (laughs) alright this is what I got this is Gary well I don't even know this is Gary I think this is fucking common sense that you shouldn't be eating this much right I got 8 chicken balls right didn't go for a fried rice this time went for a chicken fried rice which is a bigger portion of fried rice and there's bits of chicken in it and it's rich AF right big tub of curry sauce big massive thing of chips and I got a soup as well I got a little uh, chicken mushroom soup keep it light you know what I mean keep it light and I'll tell you this, right? We sat down, we watched um, What They Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows? Whatever. My bloody peer, Jermaine uh, Clement, content, fellow content producer, and Tycho Waititi are probably like, eh, Tony, come on, you know. you know." I can't believe my fellow content creator didn't get that right. Whatever. What We Do in the Shadows? And uh, And I'll tell you this, right? The Chinese, right? No, I'm not talking about the people. They're having a horrible time right now. Right? I'm talking about the meal. My favorite meal. It was a good Chinese. Got it from Okie because the local one was closed. Is this interesting for anyone? I'm talking about being a pig, right? <laughs> and I got the Chinese, and I it was I piled it up. I piled it up in case my wife wanted any of my food left over in the little dish, right? I stacked it. It was it was a mound. Olympus Mons. More like Olympus Mons, right? This was. Are you familiar with Olympus Mons? <laughs> Olympus Mons is the highest mountain in the galaxy, or so we know. Olympus Mons is uh, on Mars, I think. I think, right? Are you junior astronomers or astrologers? I don't know which is which. If you can find, if you can tell me an easy way of remembering what, what one's the cards and the tarot, tarot, <laughs> and what one is the telescope, right? Actually, do you know what? I'll just fucking Google it now. Astrology is... uh, Okay. Okay, here's a way astronomy... This is the way I'm going to remember it, right? And you can remember this as well. Astronomy is the telescopes, I've just found out. And astrology is the cards and the tarot. Tarot. Um, (laughs) Right? So this is how you remember this, right? Uh, when people are talking about star signs and you're feigning interest, you can say, astrology, that's kind of interesting. Not. That's how you remember that. Astrology, that's interesting. Oh, so uh, uh, astrology, that's interesting. I didn't know I had so many uh, character traits as a Libran, right? And astronomy is because involves me. I'm real. This is the real world. And planets are in the real world. Okay? Stalactites are from the top top. And Stalic mites are mighty from the ground. So remember that. Ant and deck. Ant is not small like an ant would be. And deck is smaller than ant. So remember that. Uh, left and right. L, left because you're not left-handed. Right is the right way of writing. And if you're left-handed, I don't know what to tell you. You look at the little L. Uh, isn't it matter You you know you can have what, what did I start talking about? The Chinese, All right, Olympus Mons. <laughs> I'll get I'll get talking about my I can I'll continue talking about my hands shortly. Olympus Mons of Chinese Olympus Mons box, right? And I tell you, the first bite was what I was after, and I was honestly I don't like how I become. I went out in the car. Right, because I'm a driving man, as you know. Uh, still, obviously, a learner, a learner. Or I, I'm, I'm a lick out master, as you know. I'm still a lick out master. I haven't, I haven't graduated, as it were, to new driver. Right? I tell you, there's a lot of terminology been thrown around the Tony Cantwell wiki. I know no one's created it yet, but if you did, a lot of in jokes, a lot of in jokes. Um, I tell you, it's bloody no, whatever. I don't I don't have a joke for that. Uh, i tell you it's like bloody why am i thinking about jesus right i was gonna say in jokes right i was gonna say i tell you it's like bloody uh bloody mary and joseph doing bloody stand-up at the end but they didn't even go into the inn. there was no space in the inn. there was no room in the inn. there was only room at the back now i tell you what you can fuck off to the stable behind though oh you're pregnant right well look it's not much, but there's some fucking horses out the back. You can lay your babe down. Listen, my wife is with child. We have traveled through the ninth, Night. I am from Nazareth. Or Bethlehem. Whatever. I have to come back because of this bloody census. Is there anything you can do? Please. I'm with child. Listen. I don't have any room here, but there's some fucking horses out the back you can lay your child down. We'll take it, thank you. Thank you. This boy? But this boy lays with horses. How is he the chocolate the Messiah? <laughs> this boy This is meant to be the king of kings What's the name of the what's the name of the wise men? We're onto the bloody, we're onto back onto astrology. Isn't that interesting? Wise men names. Balthazar. You talk about the one who will bring balance to the force. You believe it's this boy? And I'm not saying it's Balthazar, Sam Jackson's line, because he's black. Although it is nice how we know one of the wise men was black. I bet he was like the funky one. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know? I'm not going in that route. I'm not going in there. But he probably is the coo- he, for me. Look, I'm not saying. Whatever I don't know. I don't like the route I'm going here. The wise Balthazar, the wise man, or was it Casper who was black? <laughs> Balthazar. Balthazar was. He was a. Yeah, he looks black in this. He looks like a black man in this. Balthazar. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was. The black African king. Right? Balthazar for me was the, the, the cool one. Right? Um, why am I talking about this? Because he... but You know... Because cause, cause that's cool. Because he's different. Right? It just is a nice... I don't know what I'm talking about. What am I talking about? <laughs> I remember I, I used to work in Topshop. And, um, and a woman came up to me and she said... Um, hi i'm looking to dress my son now he wants to be black he wants to be a black man how can i dress my son i was like well, you should be fucking shopping here in top shop <laughs> that's for like not you you know what not to say not to say that you what am i talking why did i do this to myself i'm not saying that i'm not saying look there's some there's black indie boys as well why am i talking like this your man from uh, your man from bloody your man from Bloody Block Party, right? That kind of indie. But I think she was going for more of a rap artist. She said... She's the weird one here, right? I said, I don't really know. I said, that, that could be anything. That's actually what I said. I said, you want to dress your son black? That could be anything. You know? So I don't... I'm assuming you mean baggier clothes. I'm assuming that's what you mean. At the time... One... Fuck off. Fuck off talking about this shit. Um. My friend... Uh, she was a real... my first Jess My friend, Jess Murphy... Um, she, she was she she was uh Why am I saying this? My friend Jess, you're listening to this, right? Jess, she told me the story about um, she was mates of mates with people who were in Block Party, and she had all that she had Block Party back. I, should, I don't know. This isn't my story to tell, but whatever, I'll tell you anyway. And um, your man, the lead fella, in Block Party, and he was like, "I'm fucking hungry. Can you make me a sandwich?" And um, whenever I hear that song, you know, uh. What you say? A sandwich? Can you get me uh, a fucking sandwich? That's what I think in my head. As if to say, I want some chocolate. As I can just picture him. In, and they had a tiny flap. I don't know how why it's so difficult for me to get that fucking sentence. Whatever. The guy from Block Party was my mates gaff. And he was, they had an after party. And he was hungry. And he kept asking for food. Right? So whatever. Here we have it, Right? I don't know why. How did I get on to this? This is Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. So how's the quarantine, huh? I don't know. I do That'll be the new supergroup, the quarantines. We we're teens. Let me tell you, me fucking if you're a teen, listen to this: stay away from your mate, right? Stay away from your mate. You're pissing me off now. I'm staring at my I'm staring at my window, snatching your people up. If I see yous close together again, right? Yous idiots. Not having a go. If I was a teenager, I'd probably. Not be paying much attention to this COVID thing. And I would probably be so fucking self. This isn't the way to reach people. Right. Guys. If you're in. If you're hanging out with your friend. Right. And you're. I was out on Paddy's day. And they seemed like a nice bunch. Right. But they were all out. And they were boozing. They were smoking lovely weed. It smelled lovely. Right. You know. I you know, can't. Are you ever out like. I don't know if you've ever been. If you're a, a marijuana smoker. Right. Uh, but. You know, I don't do, as, I don't get to, I don't do as much, I don't do as much now. Uh, still, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm at, hey, hey, popo. What, what's with the, what's with the nth degree? Get off my back, right? But if you've ever, you know, when you don't, you know, it, it's something like, if you can't get it, if you don't have someone to, somewhere to get it, and you're just smelling it everywhere, it's a very frustrating thing. And you just be walking by a house. You ever just walk by a house and you can just smell they're absolutely fucking puffing. Puffing away. They're like bloody birds on the skelligs. These guys. Puffins. Away. <laughs> with the marijuana ciggies. And you just want to be like, here, look. Knock, knock, knock. Can I have a bit of your ganj, please? Do you know what I mean? But you can't do that. Can I have some of that? And it's one of those kind of, you know. But whatever. What is it? Hey, youths. Hey, youths. Get off of my cloud and stop hanging out with each other. It frustrates me because it's like, you see people... You know, not keeping their distance, you know, not doing the old social dist, not doing the old um, self-isos. And it's just like the longer you're just going to do. I know what's going to happen. You're going to hang out with each other now. You're going to go to a party. You're going to drink some cans. You're going to be hanging out. Then you're going to stay inside. You're going to do that for two days Then you're going to get bored. That's not how it works. We have to just put in the time now. Unfortunately, it's just what we have to do. If you're listening to this and you've been out and you've been hanging out with your pals and you think, right, this isn't going to affect you, that's not how it works, right? You are the carrier. You probably have it. They tested all of the island of Iceland for this bloody COVID thing. And half of the people didn't show any symptoms of having it. If you're a young, healthy, hot guy with a tight bod and a lovely pink arse, (laughs) then you, you might have it. And you might not have any symptoms of it. Or a woman. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to describe your arse. Whatever. Shut up. But if you have it, if so basically half of the people in Iceland didn't have any signs of it. And if you're a young, healthy person, you probably don't, gonna, you're probably don't have it. So you need to be, unfortunately, you just need to be keeping your distance. You need to be doing this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I brought it in. I didn't. I don't know why I'm fucking apologising to you, but look, do the old socialist guys right. Do the old socialist, Do the self ISO, uh, and just have a bit of you know. It's 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 just gonna stretch this thing out. It's it's gonna stretch this thing out. That's see. That's B. A is people are gonna die. That's it. People are gonna die. You're gonna um, be walking down a railing at a dart station after hanging out with a bunch of people, someone would have just said something that was funny, they laughed, there was one little bit of spit that was carrying the germ, went onto your fucking hand, you know, you were like rubbing your hands together, because your hands were cold, then you touch something on a dart, an old person touches that and they die, that's just, so if you stay in, that will be great, and look, stay in, watch all my videos, watch my videos, huh? Huh? <laughs> hmm? And, um, and look, you can't bloody move for the online content. People are really stepped up. I don't have, I famously don't have the t- television channels, right? Famously. Everyone knows it about me. Um, and you can't move for the online content. You've got paint alongs with Kevin McGarren. You've got Alison Spittle doing the co video party every single night, as well as having top tier A level guests on her Instagram talking about a film every night. You know, you've got other people doing makeup tutorials. You can't bloody move for the online content. But maybe plan what you're going to watch. Do you know what I mean? That's the difference. Because it can feel like a lot of the time you're just dossing. And you're just looking at your phone and you're, 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 you're twiddling your your bloody dick. Not bloody. You know what I mean? Your fucking dick. And you don't know what to be watching and you're flicking. Right? Plan what you're going to watch. Give yourself a bit more structure. That's how you can kind of keep your keep your shit together. Plan an outdoor walk where you're keeping your distance for as long as we can. Because you know what? We're... This thing is probably going to end up where it's like, please actually just don't leave the house and we'll figure out ways of getting food into you. That is what happened in Wuhan. Could happen here. But I do have to say it's impressive. It's impressive. um, It's impressive that, you know, you see all these things like the UK and the US taking these measures after Ireland. I mean, I remember. There was a saying like what happens in America happens 10 years later in Ireland, you know, uh, whatever trends Like bloody line dancing. Hey, do a bit of line dancing in your house. (laughs) Whatever. I've run out of stuff to say on that. Um, What else is there? I'm not editing this. We're going fucking raw. Um, I do want to say this just because, um, just in case, now I'm going to be talking about that and especially to them later on. But I do want to thank people. Uh, This is the first podcast, the main line podcast that I've put out since uh, announcing the Patreon. This, this isn't for me to usher people over to the Patreon, but my patrons who are listening, I don't want to thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for, um, and just to be a bit genuine here, right? Gary's going to have a bloody field day with this, but um, in a very unstable time, oh, I was going to say that, in a very unstable time for me, not knowing what my money is, and then that's in a delivery because my new chest of drawers just arrived. So, here you are. All right, I'm back now. Just get my chest of drawers, guys. Huh? You're not answering me. Ordered a Top drawer content. Uh ordered a uh up there a blind boy chest of drawers. <laughs> they're online, and I tell you they're they're more expensive than you think. Is this is this you, are, you, are you you've I can't while well, he's just a man of the people. He just oh, look, I ordered the chest of drawers before the Patreon, right? it's not like and also I haven't been paid that's also something if you are whatever I'll talk about that on the Patreon Um, but uh, but what else what was I going to talk about yeah hey so um, this bloody COVID thing I'm not going to talk about it too much but this bloody COVID thing what the fuck were they thinking with that Imagine video Gal Gadot and chums hey Gal Gadot Gadot what's your brother name uh, bloody Guy Gadot Gaido, fuck, I fucked it up. Hey, gal, Gaido. What's the name of your brother, Guy? Gaido, Gal, Galdo. <laughs> okay, we get you're a woman, you're an attractive woman. You have to call yourself Gal, Gal, gal or whatever. Shit, patter from Tony Campbell, but um, Gal, Gaido, and you know it's heartbreaking seeing people in there, like Kirsten Wieg. Kirsten, Kirsten Weig? Will Ferrell, people who don't know, people who don't know about Gal Gadot, uh, Gal Gadot, (laughs) I can't stop saying it, please stop saying it, Uh, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, um, was so, was so inspired by a trumpet in Italy that she wanted to change the world and what she chose to do was, from her penthouse apartment, was to get in touch with a few other influential figures. People, the movers and shakers of Hollywood. These are the people that if they wanted to do something, if they wanted to, if they wanted to say, hey Branson, pay your employees, don't be laying people off. Hey, hey Big Baby. Hey Tommy Pickles and the Bloody White House. It's me, James Marsden. And Chris O'Dowd. And we want to have you make sure that you are letting people know. Hey, bloody. Hey, bloody Boris. As you know from the get up to fuck stream. uh, Hey, Boris, who I call the mop because of his hair. Hey, Boris, if that is your real name. How about it's us, the Hollywood movers and shakers. We are the most influential people in the entertainment business. We want to tell you, hey, let your people know what to do. Close those bars now. Protect people. But that's not what they did. What they decided to do was even better. They decided to take a line each for John Lennon's Imagine. Look, I'm being facetious here. What the fuck were they thinking? And I'm gonna say this right, in so basically, you want just celebrities singing "Imagine," <clears throat> and 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 with the kind of, and with this kind of air and grace of just like, there, there you, there you go, like as a gi- it was gifted, gifted to you. Hashtag gifted. There. Now, what do you think? It's so. I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna say me and my wife have let ourselves go. <laughs> we, because we haven't, right? My wife is still doing yoga in the morning. I'm gonna say I l- I've let myself go, right? Oh, I haven't let myself go. But basically, we've been in. This is a bit of a sidebar, right? In all this self-iso, social dist, right? Um, I, let's just say I haven't ironed a shirt in a while, right? And we'll leave it at that. I'm pretty clean today. Whatever. You don't need to talk about that, right? I'm wash my hands all the time. Um, but like, we're not. We're not going glam, right? And we're not we're not trying to show off. We're not trying to peacock. We're not trying to we let's just say we haven't felt pressured into you know, we love each other the way we are. Whatever, why am I fucking? Whatever. Stop it. We love each other the way we we are, however we're dressed, right? Whether it's in bathrobes or whether it's, you know, in a shirt or whatever. Uh so we haven't felt the pressure to be glam or felt a draw to anything that's particularly glam. Now we 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 don't necessarily read the, the, the celeb rags, anyway. But normally on Twitter, I would kind of see in the trending, or I'd see a story about something. I would see, you know, people are going off about Harry Styles's new lip-biting in his video, or something stupid like that, you know? And that kind of news. All that news is just falling by the wayside, and all this kind of shit. Even when people pump up, the celebrities, the Tom Hankses, the Tom Hankses, the most beloved man, you know, it's like, all right, he's got COVID-19. It's kind of like, okay, well, you know, he's probably going to be fine. It's like, oh, shit. everyone, can, Everyone's going to get it. And then Idris Elba, and look, Idris Elba, my Mr. My McCavity, the hottest cat in cats, the hottest man in man's, men, the world, earth, has COVID, has the coronavirus. And it's like, whatever. You're going to be fucking fine. You're rich. You're fine. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not i do not i am my peer, my fellow actor, Idris Elba, you've got you've got coronavirus. I don't care. Like, and I love you, but I don't care. And I don't care about any of the celebrity stories or anything like that. So then so no one gives a fuck about that. And I wonder if that's going to change things. I wonder if it's kind of made me realize just how fake a lot of. Well, obviously, it's all there, but now no one really gives a fuck. And I don't mean that like, you know, I mean anyone any harm. It's just Idris, you're just an actor. Gal Gadot, you're just an actor. That's your job. Your gift to the people now is Luther and, you know, all the other roles that you're in. Uh, And Tom Hanks, watching Tom Hanks films. That's your gift. Your news is not the gift and your news is not you. I don't know if I'm making much sense here, but basically everyone who appeared in this imagined video, make something. That's your gift. Make something. But this whole, like, Oh my god, like it's just so cringe. You know. Um there that's my little two cents. I wonder if the world I wonder if the world has changed. I wonder if the world has changed forever as a result in terms of this, you know, you know, having something to happen to so many people where we've all been forced in forced indoors for however knows how long. Uh I wonder if I wonder if that draw of the celebrity is going to be the same. You know. Can people come back like a Harry Styles, totally rebrand by wearing a big pair of trousers anymore? I don't know. Um. So yeah, I thought that was weird. I thought that was weird. Anyway, you know, Gal Gadot, you know. Um. I tell you what, something's been annoying me. Right. Uh, we're going fucking raw today. It's not something that annoy and has has been annoying me. Right. What is a little pet peeve of mine? Because I like to think, before I do these podcasts, I'm like, what's on my mind? Not much. Tell you what's annoying me, right? Got these fucking avocados, right? Yeah, guys. Bloody, huh? Bloody millennial, sure, Huh? Avo toast, you know? But let me tell you about these. You know those easy, you know the big bags of easy ripe avocados. Sometimes you have them, there's two in a pack. Too much plastic, but whatever. And then you get the other ones in the nets, right? And you're getting avocados. Huh? Hi, huh? hi. Huh? And they're like, ripe avocados, Right? Me and my wife think we got a little cheat going. We're like, I tell you, yeah, you get bloody, it's bloody, you know, two ninety for two avocados when they're ripe. Get the ones that aren't ripe, ripen them at home, and it's only bloody $0.60. Cents. Let me tell you this, they're fucking ornaments. They never ripe. Got a whole bowl. I'm, I want some avo. And I got a whole bowl over there of avocados, and they're just fucking like little bricks. Pricks. There, that's... That's my hey, Tony. Do your avo bit. All right, all right. Here we go. <coughs> hey, how you doing? Bloody COVID. I'm not talking with that tonight. No. Uh, so guys, what's the what's, what's the what's story of avocados? It's like you pay two ninety for a bloody um for for the ripe ones, and then the other ones are cheaper. No, let me finish my fucking bit. The other ones are cheaper, and they take ages to ripen. Yeah. Yes. Here's a question for you Here's a bit of an icebreaker To ask people When um, When you're pushed for a conversation And you will be You will be Strained Right um, Ask your pal If you Were given So say uh, Garth Brooks Cancels Croke Park No not Garth Brooks Someone everyone will come Will go see Say there's another live aid Or whatever like that um, And it's in Croke Park and it's a big, massive gig. And one of the big acts uh, cancels. And they're like, shit, we ne- we've got... Or one of the guys who was like a- meant to do the three minutes or something like that cancels, right? And, um, and they're like, right, shit, we need someone to take that three-minute slot, right? And they point at you and they're like, hey, you, hey, kid, you do it, right? And if you were to be guaranteed... That for the three minute, whatever it is that you did would be cheered on and be like, yes, or reacted to whoever you want. If it's a sing song, you can get people to sing along. If it's a dance, you can get people to dance along. What would you do in that three minutes performing for the people at Croke Park? Would you sing a little song? Would you do a little dance? Would you do a little cup? Would you do that Anna Kendrick? Boop, 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 do, 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 do. You know, that thing. That's a good impression. of it. Would you, hey, would you butter a bit of bread perfectly? Would you do a bit of ASMR? Would you show, uh, what would you do? Good party trick. It's not, it doesn't have to be a party trick or well, whatever. Yeah. Just be, just something that you would do to show off in front of 100,000 people. And how good would that be? And why aren't you doing it now, huh? Why aren't you out there making? I tell you the last thing you need, the last thing people need now is to feel like they're meant to be doing something, you know? You know, obviously, there's a lot of people with some very goodwill out there recommending things that you can do to help you buy the time. And there's a lot of great people sharing things and making things that you can watch. But also, if you want to take a bit of a fucking break from all that shit, do it. You know, do not feel obliged to make something because other people are making something. Don't feel obliged to be running because other people are running. If you want to treat this like a time, if you are like me, but with less responsibilities. If you genuinely have no responsibilities and you wanna do fuck all, do that. If you wanna watch videos for 20 hours, whatever. No, you should be still getting your eight hours sleep, right? If you want to be watching 16 hours of people uh taking taking apart old SNES consoles and putting them back together, or uh having a breakdown about the fucking Montreal screw job. Uh if you don't know what that is, it's when Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels fucked Bret Hart out of his title in Canada when he was meant to be retiring. Watch your documentary on that. It's good. If you want to do that, then fucking do it. You know, I will. I will just say, though, and this is just for me. This is just for me. I do find that when I'm stagnant and I don't go outside and I don't get some fresh air. And if I do consistently eat shit food, I, that does tend to affect my mood. If you want to let that affect your mood, fucking go for it. Do whatever. You know what I mean? Don't let anyone fucking tell you what to do. You know. I, I think we can all we'll all eventually feel quite condescended to um at some point. Just it's the nature of being cooped up indoors. Although I tell you the worst thing. The worst thing that ever happened to me in terms of being condescended to it was finding out what the word condescend means. Because before then I just thought people were being nice. Oh Tony, that's so great of you. Oh, thanks very much. Oh, he's very condescending, wasn't he? What's what's that mean? And actually let's get the definition because I couldn't be able to tell you. Condescending mean... Condescending Wonka. Oh, I know that. Yeah, the meme. Condescending. Um, having or showing an attitude of pa- patronizing superiority. That's another one. Didn't know what patronizing meant, right? Patronizing, apparently kind or helpful, but betraying a feeling of superiority. Right. So before I knew what either pa- patronizing or condescending meant, I just thought everyone was being sound. Oh, nice one, Tony. Yeah, no, really good. That's more ironic, actually. It's more ironic. But if they're like, yeah, yeah, hey man, look for your, you know, great job, you know, not bad for your first time doing it. you fucking condescending me. I feel like being patronized to and being condescended to is in the eyes of the condescended to. Because I don't think, I don't think most people are assholes. And I think the people who would actually patronize and be condescending are gas. You know people who are like that deluded? Who are like genuine assholes like there's no reason for them to be an asshole there's nothing you misread there's nothing you misread they are just so insecure that um, that they're assholes you know I was going to tell a story there but they, they might be listening might be listening a bit of an insider comedy story I was going to tell you there about someone being you know someone condescending me little sub little comedy sub tweet um but I won't. But I won't. Although I will say this. No, I won't say this. No, I will say this. When I was going on... No, I won't. <laughs> I was going on TV. No, I won't talk about this. I'm not talking about this. <clears throat> Look, I'm not talking about it. This is not Scando Corner with bloody Bjorn. The Scandinavian Scandal Corner with Bjorn we're talking about who's been so scandalous who's been patronizing who's been condescending okay so tony's here how are you doing i was just i was i was on tv there i don't know if we can have this i don't know if you can say that bjorn's scandy corner what's the scando that's another podcast i'm gonna do for my patrons the people i give a shit about money messing oh god i'm all over the place today so as well as that what am i talking about hey here's a little segment right hey is this an orange because it's a segment whatever shut up that's real I'm actually I'm, 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 I'm Gary sometimes I talk about Gary too much but Gary is actually telling me to shut up far too much in this one right so he's not he's like bloody Eamon Holmes coming over after I've come out on, on this morning well you... uh, I tell you well well will I tell you uh, I was wondering how you're gay because you didn't hop in a jacuzzi with Holly Willoughby well, the mother said you had to go. Not much to say in the matter. Oh God, you wouldn't be long getting frostbitten. Eamon Holmes, there. Well, I was wondering how you're the gay man because you didn't get in the jacuzzi with Holly Willoughby. What was he thinking, idiot? And I like it. And I like Eamon Holmes. And I like Eamon Holmes. Um, but yeah, what was he talking about? Yeah, Gary's been nagging me. He's been nagging me anyway. Um. So guys I watched a, I watched a couple of films. Yeah. Huh? Is this part of the show where Tony reads his Twitter of the time he was watching yeah whatever. We're doubling up on the content here. Um so I was watching um so I was watching uh, a couple of films, right? I'm going to give you my patented star rating, right? Um my famous star rating. So I watched three films, right? First one we watched as part of the co video party online on Twitter. You can join along if you want. Uh it was Dirty Dancing, right? Uh, oh my god what a flick but like look I don't have a lot of confidence in people I think people you know whatever I've got a bad taste I was going to say I think people are stupid right I don't think people are stupid I've got a terrible taste in film right I love I love the blockbusters I love the Fast and Furious's, I love all the John Hughes films like even the shit ones like um, Pretty in Pink you know which is shit which is shit Right, But I love the nostalgia of it. I love, I love sappy teenage love stories. You know, like Boner. Who, great to hear guys. You enjoyed. Not to worry. He'll be back uh, next week. Gonna spread it out. You know how I do. But I love these flicks. Um, I was not prepared for three things. One, how good this fucking flick is. Two, how good the dancing in this flick is. And three, how fucking unreal Patrick Swayze is um, sorry about that noise Patrick Swayze in this film is a god actually sorry just that noise there could you imagine right <laughs> if there was um could you imagine now that that we're not populating as many areas you know and you see all those monkeys having those big street fights because the areas are normally packed and that's where they get their food imagine we're overrun with wanking monkeys and we're there and it becomes a regular occurrence that on your windowsill you know you'd be having a chat so maureen i was just saying ah, what the fuck but you of wanking monkeys anyway Patrick Swayze turned me into a little wanking monkey because he is gorgeous in this film, I want to say. In my review of Patrick Swayze as Johnny Castles is, the man literally transformed me into a, a wanky. A wanky. It's a wanky monkey. Another bloody wanky hearing... It's a horrible noise, but whatever. This is a blue podcast, guys. It's a blue show. I'm like the bloody Roy Chubby Brown of the podcast game. But, um... But anyway, um... Johnny Castles is a god, right? So anyone doesn't know the plot of Dirty Dancing. Basically, you got this, you know, upper middle class Jennifer Grey is this upper middle class who is brilliant in this, and she's brilliant in Ferris Bueller. I haven't really seen that else she's in, but she's brilliant. She's brilliant in these, although she is kind of. I don't want to talk about it. Whatever she did, she was in the car. She was in the car with Matthew Broderick, who killed the guy. Um, ah shit! Well, she wasn't driving. Whatever. Don't know if you know Matthew Broderick killed a guy, or it could have been a woman actually. Um, Forgot, I completely forgot about that. She was in that car. Jennifer Gray, Ireland car crash. Um, Yeah, at the height of their fame, Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Gray were traveling around Ireland uh, and were in a fatal car crash. Um, They were in Northern Ireland for a romantic trip. So Broderick, 25, and Gray, who was 27, pulled into a petrol station to ask for directions. After being told that their chosen route was stupid, just stupid, an off-duty policeman offered to lead them in the right road, Broderick declined the offer, right? Went down the wrong road. There was a huge downpour rain. They decided to take another break at a petrol station. This time they found their bearings, waited for the rain to stop. Less than a mile from the petrol station, 80 miles west of Belfast, they collided head-on, with a car driven by a 28-year-old woman named Anna Gallagher. She was driving with her 63-year-old mother, Margaret, and both women were pronounced dead. The road was reportedly straight and simple, spurring speculation the actor may have begun to drive on the wrong side of the road by habit. Um, Ken Ramsey, a local fireman at the scene, said the car had to be cut down the side to give Broderick first aid. Um, following the accident, he was charged with causing the death by de- dangerous driving. Faced with five years in jail, he was later convicted for careless driving and fined hundred and seventy-five dollars, a fine to the family's victims. Well, there you have it. Now that's kind of put a bit of a dampener on that, Matthew Broderick. And apparently, he offered them no more than a note to say that he was sorry. He was meant to meet the family and uh, actually didn't. So there you are now. Think about that the next time you watch bloody um, Ferris Bueller and, uh, and Inspector Gadget. Horrible. Look, it's it was an accident, you know, accidents. It's just very unfortunate. So anyway, Jennifer Gray's great in this. Um, really, really good. You really buy that whole, you know, um, kind of, you know, innocent kind of girl, you know, with whatever i shouldn't have brought up i shouldn't have brought up oh look this is the reality this is the reality no you know they're just they're just humans they're just actors and some of them have accidentally been involved in some horrible things um whatever whatever anyway where's me bloody where's me bloody tweets anyway um so at first you see jennifer gray and she's a shite dancer she's shite she can't even do a bloody hula with with um the blonde dancer teaching them what's going on, you know, um. But then, honestly, right when Johnny Castles rocks up, and he's wearing the sunglasses, and he's getting a bollocking from your man who looks like Don Rickles, and your man's telling your man's telling them, and this is this is the word from upstairs, right? Don Rickles is telling the staff, you need to get out there, you need to show these ladies a good time. He is saying from on high. To recommend to be sleeping around with these ladies. And one of these guys, I forget his name in it, but he's he's responsible for getting your one, the blonde one, knocked up. And then starts trying to crack on to Jennifer Gray's sister. But look, I'm ahead of myself here. When Patrick Swayze shows up this, he looks like the most perfect man ever. He's rocking these, got these cool hairdo, he's rocking these sunglasses. Some guy's getting all lippy with him, and he just gingerly just tosses a little napkin on the ground. Just knocks it over. Being a show-off, right? Um, and then when he rocks up as the actual dancer in this, he's bloody brilliant, right? He's bloody brilliant. He, um, so he was, his mother is a ballet teacher, and apparently, so says his wife, used to bully him. And so much so, um, I think his father at one point said he was going to leave his mother if she continued to bully him. So, even though he's an impeccably looking guy with incredible eyes, by the way, and I kept bringing him up. I was talking to um, a pal of mine and I was writing this thing, and I said, Oh, you know, I said, he's he's not, he's a, like, this guy's not like a, he's not like a, he's not a real attractive guy. Like, he's no Patrick Swayze. And I just felt so labored as a reference like who's hey this guy's hot like patrick swayze but it was it was on my mind i couldn't get him off my mind um and the story goes basically where you know and it's a fucking it's a good it's a really good story and it's a really it's really there's a lot of depth to the story there's some characters who don't do much patrick swayze's cousin is like hey johnny oh that's the guy who blah 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 he's all exposition which I actually learned from watching Alison Spittle's Instagram live. Deborah Francis White was on and she was saying that apparently this guy, the cousin, um, was apparently they just had to keep cutting the lines down and down and down and down to the point where the cousins only lines were just pure exposition, just like, oh, I bet you're wondering if they're they look like a couple, huh? How are they together? Oh, well, Johnny's the guy, you know, every summer, they're, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's setting the story Um, but um, the dancing in this is unreal. Patrick Swayze is an incredible dancer. Like, he's perfect. And he has this intensity about everything he does. Like, grab. And then he's, he's got these really high-waisted, almost like uh, matador uh, trousers. And I was like, I know they would never work for me. I know this kind of cummerbund and high-waisted pant would never work on me. I don't look like Patrick Swayze. He's got just nothing but his back. Anyway, honestly, there's one scene in this where he is watching Jennifer Grey's character and the blonde one dancing and he's just sitting there with his legs crossed and his ar- forearms are just sweating. Uh, like, honestly, like, this is, you know, I've, I've said this before, on the Kinsey scale of how gay I am, right? I know how much I love boobs, right? And that's no, there's no getting away from that, right? But this, honestly, this was, this was very confusing to me. There was a bit in it where he, so I'll get to this bit, right? So basically, um, the story goes, Jennifer Grey, is wanting to get in with this cool crew right i think she's got a bit of a crush on johnny castles patrick swayze right and she ends up going to this um this this dirty dancing party this party where they're dancing and not doing the kind of tango and stuff they're just you know listening to oh won't you stay just a little bit longer all those kind of tunes Uh, and they're grinding on each other you know. And uh, he's going around and literally humping. He goes up to one point where he's just humping people and moving. But it was fine then. And they seem to be having a good time. And then he goes over to his cousin, humps him out of the way, and then humps in the direction of Jennifer Grey And what's she, like with his dick, what's she doing here, humping? And he's like, oh, she helped me bring a watermelon. Uh, or she says, oh, I brought a watermelon. And then she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we said that, morto, right? And then, uh, and then she tries to get in with this crew. And then she finds... Patrick Swayze's best friend this young blonde one and she's knocked up this blonde one's all crying and he finds out because Mr. Exposition says oh she got knocked up by the waiter guy right and um, and then uh, it was like oh what are we going to do and this is 1962 how are we going to get an abortion you know how are we going to abortion that's going to be her dancing career ruined um, you know because she doesn't want the baby and she she had it under she thought she loved the guy and then he ran then the guy fucked off you know it was a girl to do so so uh, So then uh, she goes to her father and she's like, Jennifer Grey goes to her father and she's like, hey, look, dad, look, I need money and I can't tell you what I need the money for. And the guy's like, all right, all right, hey, go for it. And that's when I realized, right, that I'm of the age now where I'm no longer, I'm no longer putting myself, and I do find it confusing, right? I've now put myself in the dad role of Jennifer Grey's dad, right? Because I'm like, whoa, what do you mean you can't fucking tell me what the fucking money's for? I was getting angry. And, like, he seems like a trusting enough guy, you know? But that patience is, 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 is going to get worn out later on, right? Well, we'll get to that. So she asks her dad for 250 quid. So so, um, so the blonde one who's got knocked up can get the money to go to some doctor, some, some you know some black market abortion doctor, and, uh, and get an abortion, right? So she gives him the money. But then it's like, hey, I can only get the abortion on this Tuesday. That's when I, we have to dance the tango or whatever. I need a dancer. So Jennifer Gray's like, look, I'll do it. And then that's how, that's the thing. That's why she's learning how to dance. If you've never seen Dirty Dancing, you've always wondered what's going on. That's what's happening. So Patrick Swayze is teaching her uh, how to dance. And uh, in doing so, they're falling in love. But what's good about this is that he doesn't start getting creepy. She starts perving on him and getting, getting comfortable with him. At first, she's like this, like, doe-eyed, you know, innocent. But then she's like, "No, you know, fucking take your fucking shirt off. Get your fucking shirt off." Um, and there's a scene where they're practicing this lift because it's part of the dance, and so they're practicing it in the water, right? And honestly, I was watching this, and Patrick Swayze obviously looks great, you know. And uh, my wife says, "Oh, would you stop staring at her nipples?" And I'm like, "Are you fucking? I can't take my fucking eyes off this guy. Like, honestly, I it's the first tits that have ever been on screen that I've never seen, you know." Uh, you know, I'm and I'm a, I'm a Mr Skin, I'm an encyclopedia of tits on screen, and I didn't even see these, and they were nice, uh, but he was lovely as well. Whatever, what is this? What the fuck is this? I'm going, I'm going anyway. I'm still continuing. Um, so um, I did find Patrick Swayze being quite neggy, right? But I liked it. I liked it. I liked um, he was just kind of like, I don't want to be fucking messing with this shit, you know, but um. So, and also, another thing about Patrick Swayze, right? Not only did he dance in this, not only is he an incredible actor in this. I mean, yes, he is flip-flopping between, hey, I'm a Texan, and I'm I'm New York. He's flip-flopping all over the place. He also wrote that tune. She's like the... <clears throat> sorry, I got a bit. She's like the wind through my trees. She rising. I feel a breath in my face. Do-do-do-do. Her body close to me. I can't look in her eyes she's out of my league and then that line just a fool to believe I have anything she needs what kind of woman does Patrick Swayze think he's a fool to have anything she needs his wife which is so heartbreaking he was with the same woman from when he was 14 heartbreaking that he's dead anyway um, then eventually they uh, whatever no, I mean, yeah, no, I'll go through it. Then there's, um, then then whatever, they do the dance. They're kind of falling for each other. But then Blondie is having, go, she goes into shock from this dodgy dock. And Mr. Exposition's like, hey, he must have had a, I should have known. I should have known. Skip, he had a bloody knife. He had a bloody dirty knife. Or whatever. And then she has to call her dad in the middle of the night and being like, hey, I can't tell you what this is going on. But hey, you need to help this woman. I can't tell you what happened. And then her dad, quite rightly, is like, stop hanging out with these fucking assholes. You used to be a legend. You used to be a good friend of mine. Now you're asking for money. You're paying. I'm a medical professional. And you're paying these guys to go cut up women? No, it's not going to fly. And so that's when I realized I was now a Mr. Houseman. You know, I'm actually getting annoyed by these kids fucking around. And, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult. Your 30s are weird. You know, you're like... Hey, kids, get your shit together. But you're like, I'm actually closer in age to you than I am the other fella. Anyway, uh, then, then they try and fucking frame Patrick Swayze for robbing stuff. But then she knows, right? She's like, I know he wasn't there when this woman got robbed because I'm, I was sleeping with him. And but then she's like, I and then she fucking confesses to the fact that she has an alibi for Patrick Swayze. I think I have said Patrick Stewart here at least once. Listen back to that. Tell it'd be a different film. It'd be a different film. It'd be a bloody engage in writing. Whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, But but, yeah, anyway, then then he goes off, but then he comes back. And they're doing some shit fucking musical thing. And he rocks up and he's like Johnny Castles rocks up in his shades. And he's like, I'm going to show you how we really dance. And then that's when they had, I had the time of my life. And then he actually does a lift. She couldn't do the lift before. Now they do the lift. They achieve the lift. Honestly, it's an incredible film. I really, I really enjoyed myself. And it raised. And you know, people say like, "Oh God," you know, raised some very interesting things. You know, because normally, you know, I've told you about my my sexuality in that I'm, you know, seventy percent heterosexual. But there's a part of me that wants to be spooned by a big man. I think I want to have sex, with Patrick Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. I think I want to have sex, with Patrick Swayze. So. That's I don't know, and I think I want to be a bottom. To be honest, I want to be a bottom. I want him. I want him to have sex with me. So anyway, uh, I give uh, uh, Dirty Dancing uh, five stars. Now next film, um, what we got here? Yeah, I was watching Beetlejuice, uh, and uh, you know it's just it's just a very enthralling and very enjoyable flick, you know. I don't know if I've got to talk fully about Beetlejuice, because I don't really have much funny stuff to say about it. But Beetlejuice, great flick. you got Danny Elfman leading in the score. Then, dun, then, then, I thought it was a bit overkill, to be perfectly honest, because I watched Ed Wood after that, and that was a Howard Shore musical, and it's kind of all space age, and I thought that was Danny Elfman, because I think Danny Elfman did Mars Attacks, and that's very similar. This might be an is- interesting for three people. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought Beetlejuice, and I think that was one of his first scores. It's fucking overkill. It's all like, hey, called up to the big leagues, you know? Danny Danny Alfman's like, hey, I want to get out of fucking oingo boingo. Uh, oh my god, your film score? Yeah, I can give you a film score. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, rain, rain it in a bit, man. Here, rain it, rain it in. Um, I forgot they died in this. I forgot fucking Alec Baldwin and um, Gina Davis, who's just so lovely in this. I miss Gina Davis. I. It's so annoying that you you know that were you fucking. Like, all, I'm watching all these films and, like, all the actors still have careers after them. You know, you watch these 80s films and they, all the women, you know, all the lads you still see knocking about. You know what I mean? Like, you watch Ed Wood and Johnny Depp still knocking around. You don't see much of Patricia Arquette that much, you know? You don't see much of um, Sarah Jessica Parker outside of Sex and City, you know? All the kind of uh, the women. Jennifer Grey you don't see around much these days. You don't see her in the... And they, they fully deserve it. Like, I mean, aside from the fact that they're they're very attractive people. Incredible actors. And also, I forgot. I, I realized that I forgot a lot about what happens in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is uh, where Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis they have a lovely old house. They die, and they're gonna kind of caught in purgatory in the afterlife, and it's wacky and like like quintessential Tim Burton with crazy. Which actually with incredible stop motion uh, like graphics. Like not you think like even the stuff that you see in like the Wes Anderson films. I think this stuff looks even better. The way the kind of the way the faces are morphing, like I still think a lot of the stop motion stuff looks like that Ray Harryhausen stuff, like the Jason and the Argonaut stuff. But I was very impressed, and I forgot how good, just how fucking good, good analog, because it just captivates the eye. It just draws the eye. You compare the scene with the sandworms in Beetlejuice of you know where they're jumping up and down. Uh, or even just the weird stuff, st- you know, the terrible green screen of Beetlejuice talking to a much bigger version because he's in a little miniature scale thing. And you compare that to the fucking, you know, Geonosis fight in episode two, Attack of the Clones, which is all digital. And there's a million things happen. And it's just like nothing here is captivating or drawn my eye. But it did remind me that uh, I actually uh, hadn't seen Casper in a while. I kept thinking the plot was Casper. I kept waiting. When's that scene where fucking it's the same fucking plot Casper ripped it off I remember seeing Beetlejuice when I was really young I hadn't seen it in years uh, and I just realized fucking Casper a film I rewatched and watched and I tell you fucking boy Casper Dewan De- Sawa Devon Devon De- 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 Sawa who played the boy Casper you know when he turns into a boy for like a little Cinderella moment at the end he was a little dampy he was very confusing to me growing up um, you know I obviously like Christina Ricci as well Why am I saying this? What is this fucking? This is an awful podcast. (laughs) This is awful. It's me just fucking. I was talking about how Balthazar was the best bloody wise man because he's black, and I find that cooler than the rest of the two, right? A bit of reverse racism for you there. I'm talking about bloody how I'm gay. This is just sardis drivel. But I tell you. It's fucking raw. We're going away. We're still continuing this. Uh, shame that then, so anyway, then they die, right? Uh, then uh, Alec Baldwin, who kind of phones it in in this, right? Because he's a smoldering guy. I wasn't impressed with him. Impressed with Gina Davis, she can do no wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then a new couple move into the house. You have Catherine O'Hara, who's fucking hilarious in this. You know, I forgot that she had a big flick before, uh, before Home Alone. Uh and she's hilarious in this and uh her what's the name of the dad in this? Uh Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice dad. Jeffrey Jones. Anyway, he's a nonce. He uh he he was soliciting a minor to pose for nude images. Like it's just a fucking horrible, horrible sickness, Jeffrey. Your fucking horrible sickness to be a big superstar and to bloody whatever. Um And then, uh, and fuck, you got Michael Keaton here. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton in this pal of mine, Finbar Doyle, posted on Twitter. And Michael Keaton appears in Beetlejuice for only 17 minutes, but he fucking lives it. Like, he owns, he owns, he does own every single scene. Um, and it reminded me just how good, bloody Michael Keaton is. He is fucking brilliant. I love him as Bruce Wayne. You know when he goes crazy? You know, he tries to out-crazy the Joker in Batman. He's like, I'm fucking crazy. I'm crazy. You know, he uh, he's brilliant in this. He's brilliant as Bruce Wayne. He's brilliant in Birdman. And I tell you, it's not an underrated film. But I, I have to say, I think I think Michael Keaton as Vulture in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming is in the top three comic vil- villains of all time. You know, And I include in that. Who do I include in that? I mean, Thanos is just fucking incredible. Especially when they got him right in Endgame. I think he might even go to number one. Just because you kind of, especially in Infinity War, you kind of get it. You kind of get his motivation. In that he's just, he wants to, he just wants to end. I can't remember why, but I was on side with him where he wanted to kill half the people. And I was like, I kind of get that. Uh, Thanos, Loki and um, Vulture, in my opinion. And for different reasons, you know, some of, them, some of them are too big. I think, you know, uh, I think Loki was such the right choice to bring back for the Avengers flick after Thor, you know, uh, and Thanos just this big. I can't really think of anyone else. So what, fucking Ironmonger, uh, Bloody Ronan. Uh, who else was there? The, uh, you know, that uh, Abomination. Uh like who is it? And you know what's so frustrating is that Ultron should have been the best, you know? James Spader, James Spader being James Spader as a robot. But what, I don't know what it is about that flick, Avengers 2. just doesn't interest me at all. I haven't even rewatched it. It just seems so disposable. It doesn't seem like a pillar the way the other flicks are. And it's not an easy thing to do, you know? I mean, it's better. It's better than any of the, the DCU Extended Universe flicks. But anyway, the reason I say this is that. Michael Keaton is a vulture is just just this whole thing of like being terrified I don't even think this is my line I think someone even said it on my Twitter uh, uh, yeah Eric Fitzgerald who retweeted especially when as a teenager your first re- real villain in life was your girlfriend's dad. great point you know just this terrifying figure anyway for for a boy so it's kind of like this arch villain that carries into his boy you know boyhood and you kind of get it, like it's just a guy. He's a r- laborer. He comes into a bit of money. He spends a lot. He's essentially made broke and not propped up by the banks. You can kind of get it. It also put, paints it in a real world. It really includes Spider-Man in this whole universe in this kind of post, um, you know, Avengers one universe. Uh, and just that scene when he opens the door and he has that real genuine smile, or when he turns back when Peter's in the back and he kind of turns. Uh, he's like don't mess with me he's just so intense it reminded me I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Pacific Heights where uh, Michael Keaton plays a lodger basically who is it in it it's your man from bloody anyway whatever he plays like a lodger who won't move out of a house and he's like a calm man pulpy shit film but he's just Michael Keaton love him right I often say as well I've said it to my mate Joe Michael Keaton brings up his son a lot like he is a gay man for his son. He's a gay for his son, right? Um like he <laughs> like he when he collected his golden globe, uh he's like uh for a birdman. He's like, I want to tell you about my best friend. My best friend is kind, he's loyal, he's funny, he's talented. Did I say kind? Did I also say He's my son. He's my son. And you see him like, there's a compilation you watch on YouTube. Michael Keaton talking about his son. He fucking loves his son. And look, all dads, love. well, most dads love their sons. It's great. But it's just, he's so unapologetic. At first, I found it quite cringe. But now as I get older, I find it so endearing. He just fucking loves his son. And, And me and my mate Joe, we went down a kind of a YouTube rabbit hole. About Michael Keaton loving his son. Being gay for his son. And uh, there's a video. Because his real name is Michael Douglas. So what's the name of his son? Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton's son. Uh, Sean Douglas. If you type in Sean Douglas wedding. On YouTube. You can watch a, a video. Of Michael Keaton's son's wedding video. And Michael Keaton. Yeah I fucking watch this shit. And you see Michael Keaton. Literally every time his son does anything. He's the first one to stand up and applaud. He is the first one to. Like, his son walks off the aisle with his wife, and Michael Keaton gives him a kiss. Like, literally, they're trying to do their exit. Michael Keaton interrupts it to give him a big kiss. You know? Because uh, his wife, is or his baby mama, unfortunately, has fortunately passed. Um, so he's like, you know. He's just ultimate proud dad. Anyway, Beetlejuice is all right. I give it four stars. Now, it's a five star flick, but whatever. I don't know. Four and a half stars. I give Beetlejuice four and a half stars. Because. I don't know. I Whatever mood I was in. There you are. That's whatever mood I was in. It wasn't giving me five stars. Um, what other flicks were you watching? Uh, Coming to America, right? This is the last one. Then I'm going to leave you with this, right? Uh, watched Coming to America, right? This is Eddie Murphy. Plays uh, prince of a very wealthy, rich African nation. Like it's fucking Black Panther. Like Black Panther, totally, which is class. Like this kind of um, like I don't know what about it, but I think there's I don't know the mythology of the kind of like these Nubian uh, kings like these from the really rich African nations. I should know more about it. But uh, basically, Eddie Murphy, John Landis flick. And like this film is so much better than it even needs to be. But just John Landis, is just an incredible filmmaker. Like the first scene, just the setting of his castle. Like the setting of even just tracking down. So basically the premise is he's a rich prince. He goes to New York to try and live a kind of pauper's life. To find someone he loves. You know, uh, to find a wife. But someone who loves him just for him. So he's like a really good guy, you know. Uh, So him and Arsenio Hall go to New York. And it's kind of funny, fish out of water stuff. While also like, you know, he's been treated as this kind of pauper. Um... But it's just like even from the start of this, just the the panning down into this kind of kingdom, this beautiful kind of palatial kingdom, just looks unreal for 1988. I think it's 1988. Got to check here. Uh, coming to coming to America. Yeah, 1988, um, and it's just unreal. And in the credits, right, it says super uh, or, or super special effects by Rick Baker, right. Rick Baker, who did American Werewolf, I mean, did everything. Rick Baker, let me tell you about this, right? This is how much of a fucking hack, or no. This is how lucky George Lucas got in making Star Wars, right? You know the cantina scene, right? Um, All the stuff was shot with the guy with the weird face that looks like shit, and the other guy, right? Um, And so... Basically, in the cantina scene, Luke Skywalker and like your droids and the whole bit. Right. That thing, the Han Solo bit was all shot. Right. And they, there wasn't much of a cantina scene. Rick Baker says, right. He says, look, in my garage, garage, as we would say, I have been fucking around for years making weird aliens and weird monsters. I am willing to give you all this, all these masks and we'll, we'll reshoot in the cantina setting. And we'll just fill it full of these people and you can use every single one of my masks. Right? This is what fucking Rick Baker does. Rick Baker, special effects guru. Special effects god. I mean, how he did that scene in American Werewolf in in London with the transformation scene. It's just incredible. Right? And it just looks better. Anyway. I'm not going to... So then George Lucas like, yeah. And what do you get from that? Like, is... I really hope Rick Baker is getting a kickback on all those weird aliens and stuff. Like That's why you have some a guy who looks like the devil. And people were slagging on the Mandalorian, people who weren't au fait with the cantina scene who know that there's actually a species of whatever it's called, I'm not going to look it up, who have big horns and look like devils, right? So all of, all of these creatures were just pre-made by Rick Baker and then there were... We were repackaged. We were you were slept on a plastic lunchbox, box and they were sold. They were sold. And they were sold by George Lucas making a profit off Rick Baker. So when I saw that Rick Baker was in, this, like, what? Coming to America. All I know about this is it's kind of fish out of water story of a king and Eddie Murphy kind of. I thought it was Eddie Murphy doing, plain being dumb. I thought it was, I thought it was, because I, I, I'd heard it was kind of problematic. And uh, turns out not that problematic. I mean, some jokes are maybe a bit dated, but not, not too problematic at all. And I thought it was going to be Eddie Murphy making kind of, you know, a, you know, like kind of Borat jokes, like his guy, this guy's from fucking backwater doesn't know what's going on. Turns out he's the most fucking affable character ever. Literally, like he just smiles, you know that? Fuck you, though. He's just so happy. He mops with the bucket in the scene. He's just, he's just hilarious. Um, but I didn't realize Rick Baker. Rick Baker has Eddie Murphy playing four different characters in this. Playing this kind of cool prince knockoff guy. He's just cracking up as like this wedding singer kind of vibe. He's playing an old Jewish guy. He's playing a barber. Arsenio Hall is playing two guys. He's playing, a, he's playing three guys. He's playing, a, you know, uh, whatever your man, Semi. Uh, he's playing a preacher and playing a, a barbershop guy. So, like, this, and this just, I had, no, I had no idea. I had no idea how good it was. And just how many films you just have stolen from it. The Lion King steals from it. Aladdin steals from it. Sasha Baron Cohen's The Dictator, his opus steals from this flick like I was uh, look I was very impressed and I was also very impressed with the action I I put a little tweet out and I said the training scene at the start is better than the last scrap in Black Panther you know the scrap where it's kind of like they're scrapping under the in the kind of Wakandan subway I thought it looked like shit you know when he has his kind of claws and he kind of swings around thought it looked like shit but this is just proper people in people's suits aka their skin not CGI. That's what I call people now—people in people suits, just doing uh, some fucking unreal training with staffs. Um, I um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, so then he goes, he goes, he gets a job, he gets a job in a McDonald's knockoff, McDowells. Uh, finds a girl he likes, which I kind of thought was bad form. There's a lot of movies that kind of promote the idea of stealing, stealing other people's girls. She's going out with Daryl, right? Daryl from. So glad. Um I don't know the song, but it was like that some soul glow. It was like the son of the soul glow uh eh, franchise. Does this make sense to anyone if you've not seen it? you should watch it great flick um and uh there there's a bit so how they get so i'm going i'll go in order i'll go in order of my tweets here right There's a bit where they fly and they fly by by concord uh from i forget the name of the country Zim, Zim Zimubia, Zanudia. Uh, and they fly by Concorde. And it's just it's such a shame that the Concorde, that we used to have faster planes. Isn't that insane? That we used to have much faster planes. You could fly from London to New York in two hours. Isn't that insane? That there used to be faster planes that we have. that we have. Now, I get that. And I think there should be other things like that. Things that waste too much energy that we don't really need. Oh, well, I could just wait another five hours and kill less of the Earth. I think we should do it. But it's just insane. So, like, this is the Concord that Phil Collins got from one Live Aid to the other one. So he could make it in two hours. And he ruined two performances. This is where Led Zeppelin are like, we don't want any of our footage at Live Aid ever being seen. Because uh, Phil Collins is now John Bonham. Whatever. He's not John Bonham. How are you trying to fucking figure it out? Huh? Let me tell you, Phil Collins was uh, the bi- the greatest gig I've ever been at. I've ever seen in my life was Phil Collins live in the Point Depot. Yes, I call it the Point Depot, right? I call it the Point Depot. And there was a bit where Phil Collins, this is very late on the podcast. I'll probably bring this up again. Although I've actually seen by my drop off rates, most of you guys listen all the way through this podcast. So hopefully you're still listening to this. Best gig I've ever been, Phil Collins, right? He's doing In the Air Tonight. As you know, you saw from the bloody Cadbury's Gorilla, doom, 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 brim, doom, brum in the air tonight. There's the class drum beat in it, right? So Phil Collins, sorry, I'm getting fucking really wound up here, right? So Phil Collins is, um, he's playing in the air tonight, right? And he has this kind of, um, there's a pyramid stage, right? And um, at the top of the pyramid is a drum. No, at the bottom of the of the of the stage is uh, a drum kit, right? And he he's been using the kind of stairs to get up and singing Susudio Up at one point, he's been singing, you know. Uh, against all odds at a different part of the stairs. You know, he's been using the stairs. He's been u- He's been messing with the levels. But Phil Collins in the air tonight is playing. And, uh, you know, if you know in the air tonight, it has that. You told me you were drowning. I would not lend a hand. And that, uh, you know, oh, I could off that grin. Oh, we've all been a pack of lies. But I know the reason why you've been silent. And he walks by. Uh, the drums at the bottom and he's walking up the stairs on the pyramid I'm like oh my god I know because I'm a Phil Collins numb that he's not going to be able to make it all the way up those stairs and back down on the other side of this pyramid in time for the do doom do doom do do brum do but it's all like but I know the reason why I keep a silence off well the hurt doesn't show but the pain still grows And at that point the dr- Another drum kit Shoot up to the top Of the pyramid And he hops on it Just in time It's no stranger To you and me Oh my god My nipples even now Are trying to lift My shirt up Because it was the best Gig I've ever been in. So R.I.P. The Concord Anyway Whatever What am I talking about um, What am I talking about um so yeah great flick great flick (laughs) coming to america great flick i had no idea uh and honestly like honestly eddie murphy's just incredible i can't i really want him to come back like i know he got i know he knocked mel b up didn't you know didn't want to pay child support to the kid you know and that sucks that is shit that is very bad for him i don't know if he does now he had a paternity test. It was all very public. The poor kid. I mean, that's all fucking public. Anyway, I think, he, I think he's accepted the kid. Um, and that's what thats what they say cost him the Oscar. You know? And uh, you shouldn't bring politics into it. But whatever. For Dream Girls. Whatever. It's a bad thing to do. It's a, it's a deadbeat thing to do. Especially when you've got so many kids and you're so rich. What am I doing? Whatever. Eddie Murphy's class in this film. Uh, I give Coming to America five stars. There you go. Five stars. So, guys, I am going to uh, call the day here, and I'm going to jump into the next part of the podcast, the Patreon part of the podcast, where I'm going to be talking about, on this week's episode, the Temple Bar Days, Being a Rocker, and my Top 5 Emo Songs. That's on the Patreon, um, which, if you're in the position to support and would like to come on board, please do. If not, no bother at all. You Don't worry, you're getting all the free pod still here on Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. Wait, that was an exit. Let me just say, firstly, thank you very much. Stay safe out there. Keep your distance. Don't, oh, but also, if it's not health and safety, don't let fucking anyone tell you what to do. And all, all the best. I used to have dates to plug. I don't know what to plug now. I tell you what you can do get on my YouTube. I'm going to be streaming a lot more live. I'm going to be streaming my uh, twice weekly uh, morning breakfast TV show, Get Up to Fuck, with Tony Cantwell. Uh, and they're going to be putting out more videos and more crazy characters that you all know and love. All the best. Just